You're listening to Write Right from the Texas A&M University Writing Center. A while back on Write Right, we got a pretty broad overview of the academic publishing world. It was a six minute long episode, and as you can imagine, it's not really possible to get in everything in that amount of time. One of those everythings is this growing idea in the publishing world called open access. Back in that episode, I talked with Ted Gable. He's the editor of a journal called Paleo America here at Texas A&M. He told me a little bit about the open access practice. If you go to like um, Google Scholar, which is a great uh, resource for students who are trying to do some research and you, you uh, do a search for something, say Viking archeology, span all of these different citations come up and a lot of these are journal articles. And sometimes you'll see where it says PDF available and you can click on that PDF and get open access to it. So this is, this is what I mean by open access. You don't have to be uh, a member of a university library system or something of that sort. Anybody in the world. Anybody in the world could, could look at this just like you and I are right now. And, and that's open access. I wanted to learn a bit more. So I wandered around the library until I found someone that looked like they knew what was going on. And I'm Bruce Herbert. I'm the director of the Office of Scholarly Communications in the Evans Library here at Texas A&M. Open access is the idea that we should share our research um, publicly without putting it into journals or articles or books that are that require subscriptions. This way we can share it with the whole world. Typically, scholarly journals cost money to subscribe to, like a lot of money, anywhere from hundreds to thousands of dollars. Most often, universities will purchase access for the researchers and students at their institutions. But that's just one segment of the population that could use that knowledge. If we lock up our research into subscription-based journals and other venues like that, traditional ways of publishing our research, um, what happens is we're only sharing our research with other scholars. The value proposition for open access is the idea is that the research can get out to more people so that they can use it more widely to solve or address whatever societal problem they're working on. The idea is that the more people that have access to knowledge, the better. Based on that, advocates for open access are asking journals to open up their archives to the public. But does doing that actually help knowledge disseminate? Well, we actually can measure that. Things like um, citations are used often to measure reputation or scholarly impact. And open access articles often have um, citation rates that are two to seven times higher. But if the articles are accessible for free, then why do we even need journals? Why convince journals to go open access when researchers could just publish their results on a blog or anywhere else on the web for that matter? I asked Dr. Peter Suber about this. He researches open access at Harvard University and is like the guy to talk to about open access. If all you cared about was sharing it with other people, you could put it on a personal website. But the reason most scholars don't do it that way is that they need to get hired in a university, they need to get promoted and tenured in a university. And at every one of those steps, there's a committee looking at your work to see whether it's good enough. So they look for high quality work and instead of judging high quality solely from reading the work, they also judge it from the reputation of the journals and the publishers where it appeared. So if you just published on a fly-by-night website or a personal homepage, there's no credential there. That part about credentials is important. If there's one thing provided by traditional journals that is absolutely invaluable, it's the peer review system. 
peer review means that the journal you're submitting to has experts in your field read your paper before they decide if they should accept it. Having an article get through peer review means that, like Peter said, it's credible most of the time. So yeah, journals are necessary for a lot of different reasons. But if they're giving out articles for free, then how do they stay funded? How do journals stay around and in business to serve the important functions that they do? Well, Peter isn't concerned about this. To him and his colleagues, publishing is about the spread of knowledge, not making money. It's not a good argument against open access because the purpose of open access is to serve the interests of research itself and researchers as authors and also research institutions. And we don't care whether a particular publisher finds it easy or hard to make money. Uh, we still want to advance the cause of research. The issue of money brings up a lot of other questions, of which many are still being debated in the academic community. For instance, there are journals, journals that Peter just calls scams, that are out there that will solicit papers, take publishing fees, and then publish something that has not gone through any sort of editorial process. That can lead to weird claims and misunderstandings in the mainstream press about what is and isn't an accepted line of thought or research in the field. Advocates for open access say peer review and impact scores keep that kind of tomfoolery in check, but opponents say it's just too dangerous to let the reins go. And like I said, this is still up for debate, so we're interested in hearing about what you have to say. If you have a thought you want to share, record yourself with your voice memo app or whatever and send it to tamuwritingcenter at gmail.com. That's T-A-M-U writingcenter at gmail.com. Maybe you'll wind up on a future episode. This has been an episode of Write Right, a production of the Texas A&M University Writing Center, a service of the Department of Undergraduate Studies. My name is Davis Land, and I wrote and produced this episode. I had editorial help from Nancy Vasquez, Flo Davies, and Nick Synergy. If you're a Texas A&M student, we offer online and in-person consultations about your papers, presentations, and anything else that involves communicating clearly. You can find us online at writingcenter.tamu.edu and on Twitter as at TAMUWC. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and this message will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.